This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. Welcome back to another edition of Copy Chief Radio. With me is my mentor, my buddy, the Copy Chief himself, Mr. Kevin Rogers. What's up, brother? Hey, Jonathan. I'm here. I'm here for you to suck out more free advice from me. So I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I know I, I took over the last episode, dude. But the reason we're working together is exactly that. I think when we first talked, I told you, look, I don't, I don't do business. I don't have people that I don't know, and I don't just, I don't get down like that. I gotta know you. You gotta help me out. I gotta know you're the real deal, I'm pro. <laughs> you're the real deal. <laughs> Thanks. That's right. I remember that. You, you, you're a pretty strict vetter yourself of, of people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's cool because we were talking about in that last episode. If if anybody didn't hear it, uh, this how just you getting clarity on who you were and your reason why for being a landlord and owning rental properties transformed your business when you started to share that story. Uh, and it was really compelling. And, you know, I think it's a great lesson for anybody. Look, people struggle so hard with identity. They're going, first of all, uh, they think, I don't want to tell my story. Like, who cares? You know, believe me, People resonate with people who are being authentic and feel like they can relate to. And keep in mind, you're not trying to appeal to the entire world here, right? And that's why when you're honest and you share a, a genuine struggle that you overcame, only the right people are going to resonate with that message. And those are the people who are going to want to do business with you. Who cares if 90% of the people who encounter your message go whatever and move on? That's like kind of like going to a, a cocktail party. You, you get there and you don't know anybody. You just like, you kind of walk around and look for somebody you can, maybe it like looks like you can Your relate first to. victim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, you start all these, um, you have kids, don't you, Jonathan? Uh, not yet. You don't have kids yet. Okay. So I have, my kids are nine and 12, right? Okay. And it's just something really bizarre about ha being around the other parents, Right. I don't know. I, so I don't know what it is, dude. But I think it's because like, you know, they'll have these like little social gatherings. So all the parents of, you know, second graders can get to know each other. And it's just the stiffest, most unfun night of your life. <laughs> because but you know why? I, I finally figured it used to annoy me. I think it's me. Like something's wrong with me. Like people, uh, you know, all my my shtick that usually gets the conversations <laughs> going is like falling flat, you know? Right, right. And I, yeah, I'm going like, what is going on? And I figured out, of course, it's not me. <laughs> you know what it is, is everyone's being guarded because, you know, what's the premise of us all being together? is that our kids go to the same school. And so, you know, we, we don't want people gossiping about us or looking yeah. too deeply into our lives or trying to figure out how much money we make or what kind of business we're in or, wow. God forbid, wanting to get to be friends. That Ooh. would just be creepy, right? <laughs> <The> F word. <laughs> <laughs> too old for that, Kevin. <laughs> no, new friends. I'm 40. Get away from me. Yeah. It's so... <laughs> it's so... um. That's what I figured out is like no one's talking or everybody's like being closed off and guarded because 
you know, and so, so that's why identity and reason why it's so important. Okay, so on to this episode. Now, part three, we're doing this special series uh, called uh, Three Things That Must Happen Before You Can Sell a Thing. Uh, and number one was uh, clarity. Number two was identity. And now we're at number three, which is reach. You've got an offer. You've vetted the offer. It's got legs. You've figured out how you're going to deliver this uh, product or service. And, you know, everything should be all greenlit there. Now you've figured out who you are, why people should want to buy it from you. And now how do you get your message in front of the right people? And so, you know, I get asked a lot when I'm a guest on other podcasts, Jonathan, people will say, uh, how will marketing change over the next five years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my answer is that, you know, look, some things are going to change drastically and other things are only going to continue to be more true. And so the two trends that are going to continue, uh, the thing that's going to change the most is how people find us, which is you know, traffic, right? We're talking yeah. about, you know, how do we drive people to our lives, to our worlds, to our offers? And mobile is the big thing. It's, you know, all the statistics show it's only growing. For instance, you know, even with like the over 65 crowd, smartphone use is on the rise. And, you know, people like the baby boomers, they talk about being, you know, connected to the internet on their mobile device as you know it's more about connecting than it is about being distracted yeah. whereas like millennials might say i need to take like a digital detox and just don't you love when people don't you love when people announce that they're leaving facebook for a yes. week or something i'm always like okay go like you, you were know. here what yeah i know <laughs> as if everybody's gonna go oh katie no you know how will i know what you had for lunch <laughs> it's ridiculous, but that's how addicted we all get to it. It's like this other life we're living, you know, on Facebook or something. So, but here's the thing. Uh, mobile is how people are going to find us increasingly. I, you know, I've talked to business owners where, you know, 80% of their traffic now is coming from mobile on first impression. Wow. Yeah. And so here's the one, the most relevant way this is going to change how we operate as direct response marketers is that, you know, in the ideal world, we could have somebody click a Facebook ad and then go to a second page where they learn, we get to teach them something cool, uh, give them something valuable, and then have them click the next page to hear an official offer for, you know, what we what we're trying to sell them. And at the end of that, if they're so compelled, they will then give us money and we'll have this fantastic relationship. But that's not going to happen on somebody's mobile phone, right? Uh, because it's exactly what it says. We're mobile. We're on the go. Yeah. We're busy. We're doing stuff. They might be, uh, you know, at best, you could get a short video in front of them and have them opt in. But really, your goal from that point, if it takes a longer sales letter or like, you know, 20 minutes of their focus for you to really present your offer. If it's a 97 or higher offer, people aren't going to instinctively, you know, click and grab that. Right. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a different kind of process that marketers are still trying to figure out. How do we get people 
to find us on mobile and stick with us on a desktop or a laptop or even a tablet where it's much easier to create an environment where you're paying attention and, you know, filling out an order form. You know, I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I can't stand filling out an order form mm. on my mobile phone. It's you know? so damn annoying to buy anything on the phone. Ugh, it's brutal. And I give up all the time. Like, so card abandonment rates are huge on mobile just because... Now, one thing you can do is if you have existing customers, say you're an e-commerce store, and you know, let's just say someone I've worked with is Bulletproof. You've heard of Bulletproof Coffee. Yeah. So if, you know, if I'm just reordering my Bulletproof Coffee, they can make that really simple for me to do with, through an app or something. That's great. But we're talking about first encounter. Uh, so the biggest trend that's going to change is mobile. And well, Jonathan, you have properties that you rent. Uh, are you, have you made a focus towards being more mobile friendly with your websites and stuff like that? Yeah, I actually have a very lightweight website so that if they do find me through their mobile phone, it's super easy to navigate. And some people would think it's too simple, but I think that's exactly why it converts. <laughs> it's easy to scroll through and read things. And then I've also made an effort with my because I run two different kinds of ads. I run Craigslist ads, and usually Craigslist ads, people are searching on their computers for some reason. And then all our uh, pay-per-click through Google is only run through mobile and within a proximity of our zip code because that those are the people searching. They're like in their cars or they're around the neighborhood, and they're searching in their phone, and I want them to find us first, and all that stuff's mobile optimized. Oh, and you know one more thing that's interesting about that? Yeah. That through mobile, like we're talking about these sales funnels and all this stuff mm -hmm. and pages and carts and all that stuff. I actually get more phone calls mm -hmm. from my mobile ads because I have a different phone number on the ads that I run through Google and I end up getting more phone calls. Really interesting. And I bet there are different kinds of phone calls too, right? It's like people like, hey, we're a block away. Right. Is there a unit? Yeah. Can we come look now? Kind of a thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. So that's a great example of, you know, when, how, because imagine if like, you know, you weren't mobile friendly, like think, I think restaurants screw this up all the time. Yeah. You haven't just, when you are looking up a, a, a restaurant on mobile, you want two things, the, the friggin' phone number, well, three things, the number, directions, and maybe look at the menu. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not like really using Yelp, to your advantage or Google places. Uh, if you're really, if all you have is your website, man, chances are it is not optimized to where people can quickly get exactly what they want from you. You got to have a map icon for them to click and it go right to Google Maps or whatever and, yeah. and find you. But man, we get so hung up on, oh, people need to hear about the tradition of the of the restaurant and who cares? <laughs> how I came up with the idea for for this pizza and you know, geez, man. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Last so, episode we were all about the wine. We're like, we don't care now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cause that well, that's the thing, is like once that's figured out for and that's what's interesting about mobile is it changes the game, right? Yeah. So yes, you need to have all that stuff there for when people want to engage with it. But you got to realize what other time do people want to engage with me? And if you're a restaurant or, you know, some sort of uh, industry where people just want to get to your front door, make them make it easy for them to do that first.
Yeah, you got to meet them where they're at. They're in different parts of the buying cycle or funnel, and you got to be able to meet them where they are at. Exactly right. Huge. So uh, that's reach. And look, so then you have to think about, okay, what are the different ways that I can engage uh, with people on, say, a mobile device? Um, you And the other thing to consider here is you need it to be congruent, right? Like they shouldn't experience you one way on uh, a mobile and a totally different way on a desktop. Yeah. Um, so for instance, and this is true, let's say with like Facebook ads, most people who have invested anything into Facebook ads, I'm sure have learned that you need to be congruent in your message. That means, you know, look and feel colors, even the same headline should appear. If I click on your uh, Facebook ad that says, you know, seven things, any uh, renter should know before committing to a lease. When I get to the next page, it shouldn't say experience, you know, Bay Isle Key <laughs> and all this. What happened to the seven things? You know, <laughs> yeah. like be consistent with the, with what you promised. And uh, so that's part of reach is just being consistent all across the board. And then you have to think about, all right, you know, how am I going to present what I have? Uh, video, audio, just text. Like, what's the, you know, where, what, what, what's my, my superpower here? If you're, you may be on better on video than you think you are, but some people just go, I'm not putting my face on video. I just can't. It's too much stress. I'm not doing it. Uh, Jonathan, you're famous. Little I am vi- video. <laughs> well, your famous video that we talked about, what transformed your your marketing, is just you talking over slides, right? We yeah, it's our uh, ancient. What do they call those ugly <laughs> ugly um, video DSL? sales letter? Yeah, ugly yeah, DSL. that's right. Just me talking. I don't like to put my face on there. You know, I used to though, and people would be like, "You look so different." <laughs> oh, you're a handsome son of a bitch. But, oh, you, but you. you you don't look like yeah, you don't look like what what you sound like. You are one of those cats. Huh. I don't think it's a bad thing. Bad? <laughs> I don't think it's bad. No, I think uh, when I used to just hear your voice, I thought you would be a, a, a kind of skinny, lanky guy uh, w- with a big nose. Oh, okay. I don't. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's just what I pictured. But you're actually, uh, you know, you're of uh, normal size. Oh, good. You good. have uh, a, a nice, healthy beard. And you know who you remind me of is someone very dear to me, a guy named Roland, who was partners with my dad in an, in an auto garage when I was a kid growing up. Oh. And he and he raced, he's, he's, he drag races cars. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. I like looking like Roland. You look like Roland. And so when I was 13, <laughs> that he was the coolest person I could ever imagine existing. You know, here was this badass guy who took me to the drag strip and I got to be on his pit crew. I mean, you know. That was fun, huh? Yeah, it was was amazing. I used to draw, he still has some of the pictures. I used to draw his car and send him all these pictures of, you know, my my little renderings. (laughs) Very, very interesting. (laughs) How about that? And so you remind, so isn't that funny that, but you know what, that's a good thing. I I think you should probably consider going on video more because I would have never known, I have such a positive association with, since we met in person of you reminding me of Roland that I would have never imagined you were like Roland. (laughs) Aha. Now the secret is out. That's how I got you on the podcast. (laughs) 
fun little meeting. <laughs> the power of Roland, <laughs> Roland Lambert from Kenwood Auto. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think the message there is that, you know, if you're apprehensive about appearing on video, A, you don't have to, don't freak out. But I would challenge you to overcome that and say, all right, let's give it a go because it's such a deeper bonding tool than just hearing somebody to actually see, you know, how they are, what they look like. Is that why you use video so much? Because I notice you're heavy on the video. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know why. I, I, I just enjoy it. I started making these videos from my car. Yeah. And I post them up on Facebook and people love them. It, you know what's bizarre about it is the type of people who comment on them. They would never comment on Facebook but they've seen like almost every one of them. So, you know, back in December, I was at a friend's 50th wedding anniversary and their sons put it on. Their sons are my age. And two of the sons who are not in marketing at all, both were like, dude, I love those car videos you put on really? Facebook. Yeah, he's like, they're, they're hilarious or they're really interesting. Cause sometimes I'm just singing really off key to <laughs> Three Dog Night and other times I'm, giving a uh, helpful comedy or copywriting tip, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's always, you know, I don't know, people, we're our voyeuristic nation, you know? And so I would really compel anyone, if you've been on the fence about whether you should actually appear on video, you could literally hold out your phone and do a selfie video. We'll probably do a whole episode on this, like okay. how, to, how to do a really good selfie video and not, look bad or sound stupid doing it. <laughs> That's it ta important. It takes a little practice, but I would really compel people to not get hung up on having all the perfect equipment and, and stuff and, and get their face out there. That's encouraging. Yeah, and so that's the thing about video. And my other sort of big tip about video is keep them short because again, I assume that people are gonna see this on their mobile phone. That's how I think of people experiencing these videos. And don't you do this? Like the minute you click on a video, you look to see how long it is. Right? Oh like, my God, that's the first, I don't even want to hear it or anything. I need to see what I'm getting into. <laughs> what am I getting into? <laughs> that's the big question. And for me, it's like four minutes. It's like, if I see anything over four, I'm like, oh, I don't know, this better be damn good. Uh, but you see under two minutes, even like a minute 59, and you're like, all right, I'll give you two minutes. What do you got? <laughs> and then, but you have to earn every like next eight seconds as you go, right? Yeah. So it can't be like all the interesting stuff comes at the end. You got to come out of the gate with something, a big promise and keep earning that attention as you go. Uh, so, all right, we've teased now. Let me get to the second trend that's going to continue. Um, and the second thing is that people are going to continue to be distracted, right? And uh, because people are so distracted, they're going to be much more selective about who they get their information from. You know, we, we've all heard about information overload. We all know that we suffer from information overload. And what studies prove is that the response people are having to that is to be more sort of like, you know, specific about where they get certain information from. So they'll, you know, join a certain email list and everybody's got filters now like a gmail right it's like yeah. on this topic these are the things i want to read these are the people i want to hear from um and so that's another uh takeaway from this episode is like you know be really pointed 
in the kind of information you give. Kind of goes back to the first episode of the offer. Like make it specific. Make sure it's like people understand exactly what you're talking about and why. Uh, so this is a perfect combination, really, of all three episodes. You know, clarity and then identity. You know, what are we talking about? Why should I listen to you on this topic? And then get to it quickly. Uh, so, yes, like use people's distraction and short attention spans to your advantage by giving short, clear, valuable content, whether that's in text, whether that's in uh, video, audio, whatever it is. And, you know, that's the best way to make sure that you're going to have momentum in your business and get feedback. And, you know, look, once you have a dialogue going with your audience, everything else takes care of itself, like for real. Like you won't ever have to wonder what kind of content to create because people are asking you questions. You won't ever have to wonder what kind of offers to make because people will yay or nay your suggestions, right? And yeah. so if you have a dialogue with your audience, seriously, it's money in the bank. That is no hype. It takes a little bit of effort and consistency to create it, but yeah. it is the single most powerful thing you could do in your business. Good stuff, Kevin. So what do you have? I think we're wrapping up the three-part series and you have something special coming up for us next time. But what is that? Yeah, so next time we're going to bring on our first guest. Um, it's a Copy Chief member, a guy who's become a superstar in the community, brilliant marketer, great trainer named Ross O'Loughlin. You're also going to love his Irish accent. Uh, he's super smart, super fun to hang out with. And we're going to talk about authority robbing language and uh, give a list of weasel words oh, that nice. you should not use because when you <laughs> I'm do- I'm sorry. Because <laughs> when you do use them, people subconsciously question your ability to deliver anything of value to them. AKA grow some balls. All right. Looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> That's a wrap for Copy Chief Radio number three. And we will be back with you next week. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes. Type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar. And when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com. 